Hello and welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. In these podcasts, I talk about all kinds of things spiritual and nature-based and my passion is Druidry and uh, in this episode is another um, one of the ones about the Wheel of the Year and discussing how we can adapt our practice to the Australian environment or to your local environment, wherever that is in the world. Um, but I'm going to be talking about where I live um, and what I've been experiencing, and hopefully uh, that'll give you some ideas on how you can um, adjust to the season and, and celebrate the changes at this time of year yourself. So uh, we've just passed the the autumn equinox here, and uh, it's almost right bang on the time where it starts to get cooler. We did have a fairly warm weekend, but today I really feel like it's it's gone to, to cool again. Uh, last week was quite cool and um, we've had a bit of rain and um, some of the mushrooms have started coming up around here. We get a, a lot of mushrooms. We've got quite a few pine trees plantation pines and I think they were all planted for windbreaks and now they're these enormous um, trees and sometimes there's little chunks of pine forest around the place so uh, I know that doesn't happen everywhere in Australia but pine is fairly common and pine trees have mushrooms under them that uh, come up after a bit of a cold snap and a fair amount of rain and I've been learning which ones uh, I can eat um, and if you're interested too, a good one to look up is saffron milk caps. Um, they always grow under pine trees. They're quite easy to identify. They do really, you know, make sure you watch some YouTube videos and find out exactly how to identify one if you're going to do it because it is a little bit scary going out and looking at mushrooms and uh, the potential of picking the wrong one and hurting yourself is um, fairly high. So, yeah, make sure you, you're careful there. Uh, but these ones, as far as mushroom mushrooms go, can be quite easy to identify because they're um, they're they've got quite significantly unique characteristics that aren't similar to other ones that grow in a similar kind of area, and they only grow under pine trees. So um, if you find that you know needle floor uh, area where you might also find some blackberries or uh, holly or uh, ivy growing and to me this is just like so exotic because where I used to live down on the beaches there we never had uh, this kind of a little micro environment so um, I'm it's actually quite a strange thing living up here in the mountains because we do have these little pockets of Europeanness uh, because they you know the pine needles sort of inhibit certain kinds of plants it, it, you know you don't get as many Australian plants growing in the undergrowth uh, but you do get the, the weed varieties of, of other plants that have been um, brought over that are from a similar environment. So we get these little pockets of, of nice places. And, and, and I'm really drawn to these pine areas at this time of year because of the mushrooms. Um, and, I you know, we, one year we went out to the pine forest at this time of year in um, uh, near Oberon, and it was so... Um, abundant like there, there had been a week of solid rain and then one sunny day on the day that we went and it was we, we took a few friends and we got 15 
boxes of these quite big mushrooms. We And we left so many behind. It's not like there wasn't an abundance. We could have got way more. That was just what fit in the cars. Um, it was quite crazy how much um, abundance there was. And so we had mushrooms for the year because we, we cut them all up and we, we cooked them and we put them in ice cube trays or little containers and froze them. And we had them for the whole year. So that was awesome. You, you can also dry them or pickle them and keep them for a while. But yeah, so like this um, this time of year, I love foraging. I also love going and collecting acorns um, and whether I use them or, or other seeds, all kinds of seeds start coming out um, from now. And yeah, getting the acorns and planting them in pots so that I can have some little acorn seedlings to look after next year. It's really nice. And I was, um, I've been doing this for a couple of years and I was, um, I just gave one of the little trees that I've grown, it was about a, a metre tall, gave it to a friend who's going to plant it in her garden as a memorial to a loved one. So it's really nice to be able to plant these trees. Um, and this area is really um, quite, uh, it, it grows uh, the oaks and things quite well. And I, you know, I do love an oak. They're very druidy and beautiful. And you can you can actually eat acorns. Um, so uh, what you have to do is is chop them all up and then soak them in water for weeks. So you have to keep changing the water every time it goes a bit brown. You've got to lick, like pour it off and then refresh the water and keep doing that for a few weeks until uh, all of the, the tannins have come out. Um, and then you can uh, chop them up even more and then dry them and then... Uh, then you can grind them down and, and you kind of use them a bit like coffee beans. Um, and it, it has a sort of a similar, sort of like a coffee-ish type flavour, um, a bit sort of uh, bitter, uh, but quite interesting flavour. And I sometimes make up a mix. I've made up a mix lately that's um, from some waddle seeds that I bought from the co-op, so I know that they're ones that are um, safe to eat. And, and the acorns and also um, a mix of uh, dandelion and chicory root that I um, bought from the supermarket. And so I've mixed all of those together to make a bit of a, a sort of coffee substitute. And it's quite nice. Um, so yeah, I love, I love this time of year for, for foraging and finding things that, that we can um, sort of store away. Uh, there is that lovely sense of um, connecting with autumn as a time for that harvest and storing things away and preparing things like pickling things or uh, working on, um, you know, making a kombucha or uh, getting some fermented foods going. Like maybe um, if you've got cucumbers are abundant this time of year, you might want to get some cucumbers pickling. I don't like cucumbers pickled very much personally, but um, so I eat lots of uh, other cucumberish salads and things like that but uh, if you like that then you've got lots of cucumbers it's a great time of year for that uh, but in the native bush I just find this is a time that um, there's a lot of peacefulness like that that uh, intensity and dryness of the fire season and the um, you know that that sort of harsh crackliness of, of the world um, kind of starts to go away the 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 rains have come and the ground is feeling a little more moist and, um, you know, like the bark has started to soften from, from all of the, the wet and the, um, there might be little mushrooms growing in the Australian bush too. Now, I don't have any idea about identifying native mushrooms and um, I haven't been able to find a whole lot of information 
about native mushrooms that are edible. So um, that's sort of an area of interest that um, needs a bit of research, I think, and I would love to know more about that, but it can be quite hard to find information about these things. And, you know, there's a lot to learn in the world. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is lovely to even just go out into the bush and try and find mushrooms to look at. There's there's a couple of uh, websites or um, Facebook groups and things that you can sign up to, to to help you identify things. There's one called Mushroom Hunters or Australian Mushroom Hunters um, that I'm a part of. And I know if you find a, a photo of a cool-looking mushroom, you can just pop it up there and ask for identification. I don't think they're allowed to tell you whether or not you can eat them, um, but they can definitely um, identify, help you identify them. Uh, and that's really cool. And sometimes you see people who've um, found like glow-in-the-dark mushrooms and things like that and or, you know, just beautiful little outcroppings of them and this is a lovely time to to go exploring and and find those little um you know fairy grove type places in the forest it can be really lovely imagining these tiny worlds um and yeah there's sort of this I feel like the growth in the forest is often in the leaves in the springtime and really whenever we get a lot of rain but but this time of year you get lots of little shoots coming up from the ground as well so um the seeds have all dropped off the trees or a lot of them will seed sort of at the end of summer and and you do get like the 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 wet and the hot seems to germinate them I suppose and they you get a lot of little um seedlings growing from the ground at this time of year in the bush which is quite lovely so yeah, I feel like this is really a, a sort of back to the earth, back to um, the ground, sort of putting seeds back in the ground, back in you know the mushrooms, sort of reminding us about those interconnected webs um, between the forest, between all things. And um, yeah, and we eat the mushrooms and, and almost feel like we're part of that as well. And uh, I even had this dream once, um, the first time that we got saffron milk caps, I... Um, I was feeling a little bit anxious, I guess, about having eaten some mushrooms and I had a dream about the mushrooms and um, and it was like I was standing in the forest and the mushrooms sort of were talking to me through, you know, mushroom energy or something and, um, and I, I felt like they were saying to me, you know, you've eaten some of us so if you're going to die at some point, you know, in your life, you're not going to die now, but you know later when you die, if you could just like lie down here in the forest, that would be that would be nice, and we can eat you. And it it seemed like a fair request, like that would be a reciprocal arrangement. That would be okay. Um, I didn't I didn't feel like I was being freaked out that I was going to die because of eating the mushroom, but it did feel like the mushroom would be just as happy to eat me as I was to eat it. So um, yeah, there's this. It sort of was like a a reminder that there's this interconnectedness that that we're we're all part of this one being of the the forest and the earth and um you know we're a valuable part of it for the plants too you know our breath is their in breath um and our you know our our bodies will be eaten by the earth again and it's all part of a a beautiful cycle um and yeah I think there's that reminder of those things that we don't necessarily always think about at this time of year. Um, we talk about going into the darkness at this time of year, the dark half of the year. And it always, I always feel a little surprised, um, but 
but uh, just uh, I suppose it saddens me a little bit that sometimes people think that the dark half of the year or going into the darkness or exploring the dark part of ourselves has anything to do with negativity. It really isn't about, uh, you know, brooding and evil or uh, anything like that. It, it's about the these, these parts of ourselves that we hadn't really paid attention to for a while or um, things that we weren't noticing about ourselves. And yes, sometimes that can be um, hurt or, you know, emotional issues or something like that. But, um, but it's not about evil. It's about, uh, yeah, just there's things that we don't always see in the light, things that, that we have to sort of look within to discover. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that can be all sorts of positive things as well, things that we weren't necessarily paying attention to, uh, you know, dreams and hopes and wishes and plans even that, that we'd um, let fall by the wayside or that we aren't letting flourish. And it, now is the time to, to like, meditate. It's a, I call this time of year the peace festival because that heat and intensity is subsided and there's this um sense of you know oh it's it's cool again I can think again I can I can rest I can I can sit peacefully and just you know feel relaxed there's not this intensity all the time so um I love this time of year for meditation for moving inwards for contemplating uh things that we hadn't in you know in in the busyness of summer and the busyness of that you know bright active half of the year that we weren't paying attention to and it can become quite an active time in terms of our uh, mental life um and it can in you know physical life as well there's actually quite a lot of things that we can't do in the summertime uh, that we can do in the cool that are much more pleasant to do in the cool so it's not all about um you know the activity of the summer and the um you know passivity or the uh you know idleness of the winter there's there's definitely activity in the winter as well uh, but there is sort of more ability to to um sort of contemplate what will will grow next time at, at this point there's sort of a reflection because we're still working on growing some things like I, I know I've just planted out some um some winter vegetables so you know there's even growing going on into um the later parts of autumn and um and yeah there's that but there will be that sort of turn uh towards that just that sense of solar growth again after the depth of winter and so now we're just sort of slowing down and we're contemplating what what that energy and that brightness brought for us in that peak of the year and uh you know what what does it mean for us now to be contemplating sort of new projects or 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 finalizing and working out how to finish things that we were working on before so um yeah i think that constantly there's this sense in the wheel of the year of letting go finishing and then and bringing in the new it's that's life you know that as a plant grows as anything grows it's constantly letting go of old parts i mean or even our bodies are, you know, we, we let go of layers of skin or, or our hair grows or nails and, you know, we, we, um, we shed in order that we can, we can grow further, we can, you know, find the, the fresh layer of skin or the, or we can, 
um, or the, you know, the tree can let go of a layer of bark so that it can reach up a little higher or grow a little further. Uh, you know, there's always a sense of uh, letting go so that we can grow further. And at every time of year, there's something symbolising that for us um, because it's a constant process. It's how we, we're moving forward in the world. Um, yeah, we're, we're always letting go so that we can... Um, move into the next section, whatever that is. And sometimes it is sort of um, releasing, uh, you know, um, this time of year is about releasing seeds of ideas, I suppose, as well, like from midsummer through to um, even early spring, there's there's seeds being released by all sorts of different trees. Um and that's, you know, like this, this time of brewing ideas, like letting, letting something go to the earth, go into that darkness, uh, to be contemplated and, you know, to, to mull over that idea, that seed thought and see what might grow from it in time to come. But, but, you know, there's no rush. There's no need for it to grow instantly as soon as it hits the earth. This is the time where we we're in the earth, we're in the darkness, we're, we're starting that process of contemplation um, before the seeds start to emerge in the springtime. So, yeah, I really like that, that time of year, uh, this time of year for that. What else? I think that's the most important thing for me is that, that sense of peace, that, that sense of going within, um, and uh, yes, yeah, seeds and collecting and uh, you know putting putting things away um, for the winter. I'm I don't know about you as well, but like something else I would also do this time of year is um, like is is autumn cleaning a thing? Uh, I definitely do spring cleaning as soon as it starts to get warm enough to to um, get around in the in the winter time um, and. Uh, this time of year, I, I like to do autumn cleaning. It's like the heat of the summer was restricting me from doing anything because it was too hot in the rooms, and I would, you know, get all flustered and and um, not be really um, enjoying the process and just wanting to go down the swimming pool or um, or just laze about a bit. Um, it was all just too much. Whereas now it's um, it's nice and cool and I've, I've cleaned heaps. It's been great. I've had, we've had a great time in, in the house and in the garden. It's been a, a really good tidying up time. I feel like these, like spring and autumn are these beautiful, like, uh, just like relaxing times of the year where, where anything is possible because the weather is so lacking in restrictiveness. There's, there's no, you know, crazy heat. There's no, uh, crazy cold, and uh, it's just this lovely, blissful time of year where everything is easy. And uh, yeah, I really, I really like that. So um, yeah, it's a good time for getting things done and for high growth and for abundance and uh, you know getting getting lots of things happening. But um, but but yeah, in a in a peaceful way where there's like not a lot of stress. It's like it's almost like the act activity is. Uh, enabled through the ability to be peaceful as well so yeah it um it all comes together 
if you have anything you'd like to say about this time of year, I would love to hear from you. Um, where I wherever I share this, you can share it as a comment, or you can um, message me either on Facebook or via my website. Um, if you want to find out more about uh, things that I do with Druidry, uh, you can find out about that um, via my blog, juliebrett.net. Um, and Druids Down Under is also a great place to talk about the Wheel of the Year uh, on Facebook. So, yeah, I'll see you there.